In episode 20 of the Walking for Health and Fitness podcast, I discuss walking and its positive effects on blood circulation in the legs. Now, I'll cover three main points in this podcast. Part one will be about walking's positive impact on circulation. Part two be the increased blood flow and the effects on the veins. And part three, walking and adaptive remodeling of the leg veins. Also in this episode will be the walking inside of the week from my walking logbook journal and exciting news about my upcoming book, Walking Works. Walking benefits blood circulation in the legs by engaging the leg muscles in rhythmic contractions, acting as a natural pump that facilitates the flow of blood back to the heart. This muscle action, coupled with the increased heart rate during physical activity, enhances the efficiency of the cardiovascular system, ensuring optimal oxygen and nutrient delivery to the leg muscles and surrounding tissues. Now, as walking requires constant movement, it helps prevent blood from pooling in the veins, reducing the risk of clot formation and promoting venous return. Furthermore, the overall cardiovascular benefits of walking contribute to healthier blood vessels, improve capillary function, and reducing peripheral resistance, all of which collectively contribute and support better blood circulation in the legs. Now click the follow and subscribe button so you never miss an episode of the Walking for Health and Fitness podcast. Let's begin. Caution, the information contained in this podcast may cause you to feel better than you have ever felt in your entire life. Symptoms include a broader smile, happier disposition, brighter outlook on life, and a general feeling of bliss. Proceed with wild abandon. Hello, I'm Frank Ring, the author of the Amazon bestseller, Walking for Health and Fitness, the easiest way to get in shape and stay in shape. I discovered the healing power of walking after a severe back injury put me out of work for four months and literally left me on my back trying to relieve the pain and heal. Through my books, website, YouTube videos, walking programs, and now this podcast, it's my mission to help others achieve a healthy, balanced lifestyle one step at a time through walking. Join me each episode as I discuss the physical and emotional benefits of walking along with information about fitness, mindset, nutrition, wellness, and more. So join me each week as I encourage you to walk on. Well, let's begin by talking about walking's positive impact on circulation. Now, number one, there's muscle contraction. Walking involves the contraction and relaxation of leg muscles, which helps to pump the blood back to the heart. This muscle action acts as a natural pump, facilitating the circulation of blood throughout the body. Now, number two, there's the increased heart rate. Physical activity, including walking, increases your heart rate. A higher heart rate means that the heart is pumping blood more efficiently, delivering oxygen and nutrients to the muscles and organs, including your legs. Number three, there's the improved venous return. Now, walking helps to improve venous return, which is the process of blood flowing back to the heart from your extremities. This is particularly important in the legs, where blood often has to overcome gravity to return to the heart. Number four is the prevention of blood clots. Regular walking can reduce the risk of blood clots by preventing blood from pooling in the veins of the legs. Prolonged periods of inactivity can lead to stagnation of blood in the lower extremities, increasing the risk of clot formation. There's number five, enhanced capillary function. Physical activity can enhance the function of capillaries, the smallest blood vessels in the body. This helps improve the exchange of oxygen and nutrients between the blood and the surrounding tissues. Number six, the reduced peripheral resistance. 
Walking contributes to overall cardiovascular health, helping to maintain flexibility in healthy blood vessels. This can reduce peripheral resistance, making it easier for blood to flow through the arteries and veins. And number seven, weight management. Maintaining a healthy weight through regular walking can reduce the risk of conditions such as obesity and diabetes, which are associated with poor circulation. Now, later in this podcast, I'll give you tips on increasing what I call your time on your feet. Now, as you build up your endurance and go out for longer walks, you'll begin stressing the muscles more and more, which help enhance the impact on the blood circulation on your legs. Before I continue, my Amazon best-selling book, Walking for Health and Fitness, The Easiest Way to Get in Shape and Stay in Shape, has been the number one bestseller in the past. It reached number one several times and now regularly reaches the top 10 in digital and paperback walking books. So I have a great offer for you right now. Download the first two chapters of the book for free. And if you like them, then go on and purchase the book. I'll give you the audiobook version for free so you can listen to it on your next walk. That alone is a $20 value. Now see the link in the show notes or go to the walkingforhealthandfitness.com website for this giveaway. So now that you know walking's positive impact on circulation, let's talk about the increased blood flow and the effects on the veins. When more blood flow is added to a particular area, several physiological responses occur in the veins as they adapt to the increased demands for oxygen and nutrients. Now here are some of the key changes that take place. Number one, dilation of the veins or vasodilation. The veins in the area experiencing increased blood flow may dilate or widen. Vasodilation is a response to the need for increased blood supply to the tissues. It helps to reduce resistance to the blood flow and allows a greater volume of blood to pass through the veins. And number two, increase blood velocity. As more blood flows through the veins, the velocity of blood within the vein may increase. Now, this is particularly important for the efficient delivery of oxygen and nutrients to the tissues and organs. And number three, increased venous return. Venous return refers to the flow of blood back to the heart. Now, with increased blood flow, there is an enhancement in venous return. This is crucial for maintaining adequate preload, that is the amount of blood turning, returning to the heart, and ensuring the heart has enough blood to pump out to the rest of the body. Number four, activation of venous valves. Veins contain one-way valves that help prevent the backflow of blood. Increased blood flow activates these valves, assisting in directing blood toward the heart and preventing it from flowing backward. Number five, enhanced oxygen and nutrient delivery. The increased blood flow in the veins ensure a more efficient delivery of oxygen and nutrients to the tissues. This is essential for cellular function and overall tissue health. And number six, heat dissipation. Increased blood flow can also contribute to heat dissipation. As blood flows through the veins, it carries heat away from active tissues helping to regulate body temperature. And number seven, adaptive remodeling. Over time, sustained increases in blood flow can lead to adaptive changes in the structure and function of the blood vessels, a process known as vascular remodeling. This may involve alterations in the size and elasticity of the veins to accommodate the increased demand for blood flow. Now, it's important to note that these adaptations a part of the body's normal response to increased physiological demands, such as during exercise or in response to localized metabolic needs. Additionally, conditions like chronic inflammation or certain diseases can affect the normal functioning of blood vessels. If you have concerns about your cardiovascular health or blood flow, 
it's advisable to consult with a healthcare professional for a thorough evaluation and guidance. Now, before I continue to part three, my program, Stretching for Health and Fitness, will guide you through a complete stretching routine from your neck to your feet. And the best part of the program is you do all the stretches from the standing position. You'll avoid the hassle and avoid the friction point of having to get up and down off the ground. You'll be more motivated to do the stretching routine because it's hassle-free and you'll keep your workout clothes clean. You can do the stretches anytime, anywhere, and never have to get up and down off the floor. The program includes a great warm-up routine with a guided audio track to get you loosened up before you walk, then a guided stretching routine afterwards. There are five videos that demonstrate the program and the stretches. There's a 36-page Stretching for Health and Fitness booklet, three audio tracks, stretching progress chart, and over $45 in bonus content, including the audiobook version of my book, Walking for Health and Fitness. Now, stretching for health and fitness. Get looser, feel freer, move quicker, and live longer. And right now, you can save $7 at checkout. Just enter the code PODCAST20 to save. Again, that's PODCAST20 to save $7 on the Stretching for Health and Fitness program. And in part three of this podcast, walking and the adaptive remodeling of the leg veins. Now, walking stimulates adaptive remodeling of the leg veins through a process known as vascular adaptation. Regular physical activity, including walking, induces changes in the structure and function of blood vessels, promoting better efficiency and responsiveness to the increased demand for blood flow. Here are some ways in which walking stimulates adaptive remodeling of the leg veins. Number one, there's the increased blood flow. Walking involves a contraction and relaxation of leg muscles, which enhance blood flow through the veins. This increased blood flow creates sheer stress on the vessel walls, triggering adaptive responses. Number two, shear stress and endothelial function. Shear stress is the frictional force of blood flow on the endothelial cells lining the blood vessels. This stress plays a crucial role in regulating endothelial function. As you walk, the shear stress on the endothelium increases, leading to the release of nitric oxide, a molecule that helps dilate blood vessels and improve blood flow. Number three, vasodilation and vessel remodeling. The release of the nitric oxide and other signaling molecules in response to increased shear stress induces vasodilation, causing the veins to dilate. Over time, this can lead to structural changes in the vessel walls, including remodeling and adaptation to the increased demand for blood flow. Number four, the muscle pump effect. The contraction and relaxation of leg muscles during walking acts as a pump, aiding in the movement of blood back towards the heart. This muscle pump effect is particularly important for venous return, and over time, it can contribute to adaptive changes in the venous system. Number five, activation of the venous valves. The rhythmic contractions of muscles during walking activate the one-way valves in the veins. These valves prevent the backward flow of blood, ensuring that blood moves efficiently towards the heart. The activation of these valves contributes to the adaptive remodeling of the venous system. And number six, improved capillarization. Regular walking can enhance the development of capillaries. Those are the smallest blood vessels that was mentioned earlier. This increased capillarization helps improve the delivery of oxygen and nutrients to the muscles and other tissues, supporting overall vascular health. And number seven, reduced venous stasis. Walking helps prevent venous stasis, a condition where blood pools in the veins, often in the lower extremities. 
Continuous movement promotes blood circulation and reduces the likelihood of stagnant blood contributing to the adaptive remodeling of veins. Now, it's important to note that the benefits of walking for vascular health may vary depending on factors such as intensity, duration, and frequency. Consistency in physical activity is the key to promoting long-term adaptive changes in the vascular system. Now, your next step. Set a goal to increase the amount of time you walk. I call this the time on your feet. It's a, such an important part of walking. As you increase the time on your feet, the uh, physiological processes that I mentioned in this episode, such as adaptive remodeling, improved capillarization, and the enhanced oxygen and delivery of nutrients, will help build a stronger circulation system in your legs and your whole body. Now, since walking is so gentle on the body, the process of increasing time on your feet should be quite easy to accomplish. Now, here are some tips to help you walk for longer amounts of time. Now, increase the number of times per week that you walk. Try adding a lunchtime walk to your day and see how quickly the time you spend on your feet increases. Add an after-dinner walk. Keep a logbook of your walks to keep you motivated. This will also help with self-accountability. Now, when I was doing research for my Walking for Health and Fitness Complete Walking program, self-accountability was the biggest reason many that I interviewed for this program gave as the reason they weren't in shape right now. So check out this program. I'll put a link in the description here. Uh, similar to weightlifting, in which you increase the amount of weights you lift to stress the muscle and cause it to grow, walking and spending time on your feet will do the same to your muscles and circulatory system. Now, as you increase your walking time, do so gradually. And keep track with the walking log. Wear proper walking shoes. Also, maintain proper posture when you walk. Now, in the uh, notes, I'll put a link to my blog post, which was increase your average walking speed with more steps. And that's the an acronym, STEPS, S-T-E-P-S, and how applying it will improve your walking form. Also, stay fueled and hydrated. And lastly, as you increase your time on your feet, make sure you get proper rest. If there's a day you're feeling extremely tired, then a rest day will be much more productive than adding another walk to your weekly totals. And now I'm in the final stages of writing my next book. It's called Walking Works. Walk more, stress less, and live longer. And it's based on the research I've done for this Walking for Health and Fitness podcast. Now in this book, I put together the best information to make your walking time your best workout time. Walking Works takes the best information from each of the 20 podcasts that I've done so far for the Walking for Health and Fitness podcast and presents it in an easy-to-read format. I'll include bonus content to give you more walking for health and fitness resources. So click the link in the show notes for more information about Walking Works. And since this episode is about adding more walking and walking time to your routine, download the first three weeks of insights and logbook pages of my Walking Logbook Journal to keep track of your walking miles, times, and the great thoughts you have while walking. Use the walking logbook journal to enhance your fitness routine. As you see on paper, the mileage and time on your feet you add to get stronger legs, better circulation, and better heart and lung function. Now, this week's walking insight is the wisdom of warming up. Now, the big mistake most athletes make is stretching their muscles before they are warmed up. Now, just like trying to start your car on a cold morning, your body must also warm up before you can get the most out of it. The purpose of a warm-up is to increase blood flow to your muscles, loosen muscles, joints, tendons, and ligaments, make you move more freely, 
cut the risk of injury, and get your brain engaged. The American College of Sports Medicine considers warming up an essential part of any type of workout. So click a link in the show notes to download the first three insights and logbook pages for free, then check out all the great bonus content that comes with the book. So this wraps up episode 20 of the Walking for Health and Fitness podcast. Please visit my website, walkingforhealthandfitness.com for all the free resources I have available. And be sure to check out my upcoming book, Walking Works, Walk More, Stress Less, and Live Longer. Sign up to my email list for more information about the book, its release date, and the bonus content I'll be including to help you in your walking for health and fitness journey. This is Frank for Walking for Health and Fitness. Thanks for listening and walk on. And please give the Walking for Health and Fitness podcast a review. The most helpful place for you to do that is on Apple Podcasts, which you can do even if you aren't using an iPhone. Just log into your iTunes account and leave the show a review. Now, this really helps more people find the show so that they can learn about the benefits of walking and so much more. If you'd like to share the show, you can take a screenshot of this episode you're listening to right now and share it out on your Instagram stories. And when you do, make sure you tag me at Walking for Health and Fitness so I can see you're listening. Sharing your stories is going to help more people find this podcast. Also, share on all your social media. I'll leave my social media links in the episode notes. This is Frank Ring from Walking for Health and Fitness. Thanks again and walk on.